Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to The Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt, aka Clean Sheet Wipeout. And my name's James, aka SK James FPL. Hey, he's got himself his new name. <laughs> yep, glad you've updated it. Absolutely. Um, follow me up. Yeah, for those watching on YouTube, you can actually see uh, James's. Um, brand new twitter handle there so uh yeah I, th- I think he's not even hit 100 followers i mean that's shameless so uh guys come on give <laughs> give, give, give the lad a follow <laughs> i've seen people in like 500 in a day <laughs> it's madness isn't it and i mean you're hosting a yeah. podcast it's yeah come on um obviously i think there's been a few announcements since we did our, our last sky podcast um we now know when overhaul is which is a big one so uh they've announced the overhaul will commence basically following the first game of uh I think it's Sky Game Week 24. So it's Friday the 21st of January. It's that Watford-Norwich single game day, which I'm sure will give many of us a headache, whether we skip it or not. Um, and then, yeah, that'll run all the way through um, during the kind of, I think it's the FA Cup break or whatnot during that point, uh, all the way through to it will be Game Week 26 for Sky, which, uh, yeah, I believe is probably beginning of February. So, um that is definitely worth keeping an eye on. Uh, planning up to that point, you've obviously got the African Cup of Nations kind of before overhaul. Most of us are obviously on Salah. We're going to have a, <clears throat> a decision to make there. But um, I think it's basically a case of making sure that you don't spunk too many transfers between now and then. Pl- plan what you can, but ideally use that as a, a point to reset. And if you like yourself, James, you've got some... Uh, very high numbers of transfers left. <clears throat> I think you're going to be in a really good position. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to use some because I feel like I've got too too many at the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love how you keep saying, <laughs> how many is too many? Like, how many have you got? Well, I did. Have, I had like 35 going into the weekend, but yeah, now I've got 30, uh, 33 now. So, yes. Yeah, so, both, both teams. No, that's, that's decent. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's obviously higher than the average and higher than a lot of people, but it's not like you're sat down in 10, 15K. You're doing pretty well, given the fact that you've only used seven transfers. And yeah, if you get them right over this period, you could probably really attack some games and still go into overhaul with maybe even, what, 28, 29 transfers left? Yeah, yeah, I hope so. That'd be be the plan. Yeah, it'd be good numbers. Right, well, um, I think we might as well crack on then, mate. And... Uh, First things first, it was uh, Leicester City nil, Chelsea three. Yeah, very dominant performance from Chelsea. Um, rather surprisingly, though, Rudiger didn't actually hit Parsons here, but oh, we can't really can't really complain <laughs> when he when he scores from a corner. Um, so great, great stuff from him. Um, Jorginho also missing out on Pasatier. Mm. I, I mean, he did get substituted in the he 77th did, yeah. minute, but normally he's quite comfortable with that. Yeah. I think the one that you'd really gain uh, if you if you had him, I doubt it though. Kante. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say what um, got himself shot here, which <laughs> isn't something you'd often see for uh, for Angolo Kante, and obviously took his goal incredibly well, and then got Pasatier as well. Um, I think the thing with uh, Chelsea is that there's a lot of people that are on, say, the triple up, or even I've seen the quadruple. But that's generally Mendy, Rudiger, Christensen, and potentially Asper Equator. And I think we're seeing at the moment there's some real rotation with with that back line, aside from Rudiger. Um, and it's almost as if, if Silva's fit now, he plays. 
Um, once again, obviously, Aspie missed out. I'm so glad I got rid of him kind of prior to the international break because or had I not, this would have been the ideal opportunity. You saw the teams. But yeah, there's quite a few people obviously on Christensen and he uh, missed out this week for um, for Chalaba. Yeah, I lost my patience with Christensen a few a few weeks ago in Sky. Um, I just wanted that certainty. And I think, yeah, I've got Rudiger now and one of my teams. Yeah. Um, no Chelsea defender in the other, but I'm, yeah, I'm happy with that. And uh, I moved a couple of players on in one of my teams from this game. I moved Vardy on, I moved Havertz on. And yeah, nothing really to savor as a goodbye present either i was gonna say yeah i was i wasn't surprised given um you know that that they haven't really performed for you but the fact that you were bold enough to make those moves even that even though you knew that both of them were playing and it's not something we generally recommend like you, you shouldn't be making moves on a saturday but you've got transfers in hand and i think the moves paid off for you this week didn't they yeah, um, oh, I have forgotten who I moved on to. Um, we, we can come on to that later anyway. You'll better, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You better have a relook at your team, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think moving on then, it was um, Aston Villa 2, Brighton 0. Yeah, a uh, great first game in charge for Stephen, Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa. Uh, not too much to talk about in terms of tears. Um, Matty Target had a very good day. Seven tackling. tackles. Seven tackles. Um, extraordinary. Obviously, Tyro Mings got his goal and shot tier, which is um, yeah. a good one for a defender. I think, um, I think Target and Basuma must have been tackling each other. I think so, yeah. Seven tackles for Basuma as well. Maybe <laughs> that's how he got his FPL bonus point. Quite possibly, yeah. I was going to say we mentioned that in the FPL pod. And... Um, yeah, it was a little bit of a frustrating game for me, to be honest, because uh, I'm I'm a Lewis Dunk owner. Um, and yeah, he, he was racking up the passes, comfortably hit uh, passing tier once again. And to be fair, all three centre-backs comfortably in the 80s for passing. But yeah, it was what that 84th minute kind of screamer for Watkins um, wiped out the clean sheet. And then, yeah, Tyra Mings really stuck the nail in the coffin there to make it 2-0. But yeah, at one point I thought, oh, it was a comfortable 10-pointer for Dunk. However, this just shows how good these Brighton centre-backs can be as Sky assets because they'll continuously pick up pass in Tier 2. So it's it's always going to be usually a 4-5 or five pointer um, and have that ticking along is quite nice. And then, yeah, if you get the odd 10-pointer, even better. Yeah, yeah, I think the tiers for those centre-backs is crucial in this. Mm. And obviously, um, the big one to note is the fact that Webster returned. Um not for Duffy, but alongside him. And yeah, smashed the passes, 86, and he was one tackle away from tackle tier as well. Yeah, yeah, another great performance. Yeah, and 7 million. So I, I think that the fact I mentioned him is obviously, we, we all know his price. He was a, a great enabler at the start of the season. And um, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if some injuries pop up for people to move back to Webster. Yeah, no, I think that would make sense. Right, jumping onto a game in which we all own one man, and that is Conor Gallagher. But this was one hell of a game. It was Burnley three, Crystal Palace three. Yeah, a lot of action in this one. Um, obviously, a Gallagher assist will will take that. Yeah. Um, great performance. I mean, there could have been it could have been more goals because um, Pope made five saves, Guaita made six. I know, madness. Um, we could have had a six hole. Yeah, you literally could have done. Um, ben Teke, obviously, playing quite well this season. 
Yeah. Um, two goals, shot tier. Um, Gray scored the centre back. Um, Palace is. Palace have got quite good fixtures. He's quite cheap in the game. One to ponder. Obviously, um, if you've got Gallagher, though, he's probably going to be your Palace coverage. Yeah. Um, on the Burnley side, you could look at, say, Corne for yeah, coverage. Corne is an interesting one, isn't he? Because I think we're, we're, we're continuously seeing this um, in terms of the, the stats for Corne. He's picking up a goal. I think he scored four goals in the last four games. But they're usually from one or two shots and very little passes. So his involvement in the game as such is quite minimal, but he's clinical. And when he gets an opportunity, he's taken them. I'm not sure that's what you want to be gambling on. Obviously, you're effectively gambling on he has to score because he's very unlikely to, to pick up any tiering. Whereas obviously with Gallagher, for instance, yes, he's picking up the odd goals and assist, but... This game obviously doesn't show it stats-wise, but usually he, he's pretty good for tackles or passing. So, um, yeah, I think Corne is probably at the moment more of an FPL asset than he is a Sky asset. But it is one to keep an eye on because, uh, yeah, he's improving week on week. Yeah, agreed. All right, moving on then to the uh, the Newcastle game. And uh, <laughs> it's great to see that someone smashed the tackle in, in this game for Newcastle, as always. It was Newcastle 3 Brentford three. <laughs> yeah, this time it was Murphy. Uh six six tackles. Love it. Um yeah, this this game was a special game. Um mainly Joel Linton. Goal and shot tier. What a legend. <laughs> and he fell over like three times in the box as well. <laughs> gotta love him. Yeah, it's got gotta be done. Uh Tony Onus can feel very happy finally. Returning, Embuemo um, yeah, owners, man. not so much. Embuemo's, oh, he's he's frustrating me. Um, obviously, I brought a bit a while ago for for Rafinha that <laughs> hasn't really paid off. But I mean, they score three goals, and not only does he he's not involved, he doesn't get an assist. I mean, he hit the post again for fuck's sake. That's seven times this season he's hit the post. I just I just want one of them to go in, <laughs> just one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he loves that post. Um Fucking does, honestly. Yeah. So, it's just annoying because you see someone like Canos, for instance, picks himself up another two assists and he, he's done well this season. And obviously Norgard, again, another option that I think could be a consideration for Brentford, this time picking up um, tackle tier two. He's ticking along nicely. Whereas Mbobo is probably the one that a lot of us went to, um, not only for, you know, the Brentford coverage is is a cheap asset, but to probably cover that single game day in a, in the weeks to come, and yeah, it's just it's just not paid off at the moment. No, no, it looks like Tony or Canos are probably the ones to go for if you're going for Brentford in that game. Yeah, um, I don't want to move on to the next game, but I suppose we have to. It was Norwich two, Southampton one. Yeah, a bit of a disappointing one for us. Um, obviously, a good start with Che Adams, um, a, a decent goal, but then yeah, obviously pegged back immediately. With, uh, yeah, Timu Puki. Uh, it's a shame. Uh, obviously, people that own our players are probably on Prowsey, came away comfortably with passing tier, 89 yeah. passes. Um, just a shame didn't feature any. Elsewhere, um, McCarthy let us down. Um, yeah. see that 
both yeah. both goals were his error. Yeah. It's, yeah, exa- exactly. It's not good um enough. I think well, I, I brought in Livermento to cover uh, our captaincy a few weeks ago. A lot um, of did. Yeah, a lot of people were on him he, he, and it was a great move. Um, he obviously is quite cheap, but now I think maybe is the time to move him on. Yeah, yeah looking got, at our fixtures, yeah. Yeah, very tough run. Uh, Liverpool next and it just it yeah just carries on on that kind of path. So if you, if you can afford it, um, ship him out. Yeah, no, definitely. And obviously... Is he what? Is he six point four? So six point five. Okay. So, like we mentioned, if, if you've got a little bit of money in the bank, someone like Webster could be a a really good jump where you're not spending too much to come off of an asset that maybe isn't necessarily getting the returns now to someone that is probably very likely to be ticking over with the four and five pointers. Um. So yeah, I think that could be popular in the weeks to come. Yeah, definitely. Right, let's jump on to what was easily the most surprising game of the weekend. It was Watford 4, Manchester United 1. Yeah, a bit of a crazy one. Uh, obviously, Saar missing a pen. Well, he kind of missed it twice. Yeah. Um, crazy. Uh, Dennis, three assists. So that's Stunning. insane. Um, credit, credit to him. Um, Watford putting a lot of tackles in this game. Uh, Kiko on five, Messina four, loser, louser, not sure how to say it, four tackles. Very good performance from Watford, and obviously the end for Oligona Sosha. Yeah, and the irony is the fact that Donny van der Beek was the one that scored the only goal for Man United the game that Oligona Sosha gets sacked. Yeah. Finally plays him. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, obviously, uh, Watford are an interesting team because they've got this kind of performance in them and that their forwards have been very good as of late. Um, I think in FPL, for instance, that the, the top two form players are um, Dennis and King. So Watford and Sky have got that single game day, not until Friday the 21st. Um, and it's obviously, the um, as we mentioned, it's the week in which overhaul starts so it's whether you bother to spend a transfer before that but given the african cup of nations and stuff is coming up could you maybe jump on a watford player quite a bit prior to that the only issue being the fact that dennis takes up a striker spot are you willing to sit with a manual dennis in your team maybe even as a replacement for salah because it means you could then use the money to bulk up your midfield or your defence for three or four weeks. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's something that I'm going to be looking at, but I don't know if I'll have the balls to do it. Fair enough. That's very much out of your dad's textbook, the uh, Dennis one. <laughs> he is absolutely <laughs> loving it, honestly. I don't think he played him in... Uh... In FPL this week, I'm pretty sure he was like second or third on his bench, and it serves him. Oh right. no! Yeah, <laughs> Wally. Right, jumping on then to um, a surprising game, to be honest, and a game that d- didn't really have a lot of tears either. To be fair, it was uh, Wolves one, West Ham nil. Yeah, uh, the only tears for West Ham was Fabianski saves. Um, very disappointing across the board um, for them. Obviously, particularly Antonio, most of us own. Yeah. Yeah, painful. Um, Wolves, on the other hand, obviously, great win for them. Jimenez scoring two 
great fixtures coming up. Um, Saar got an 11-pointer for me, which was yeah, very welcome. Was very great, happy with that. Great unexpected as well. Big time. Yeah, very unexpected, but I'll take that all day long. Yeah, I think for those on West Ham assets, obviously Ben Rama, Antonio, Declan Rice, for instance, I think this was a frustrating game. But for me, it's been a frustrating few weeks as a Ben Rama and Antonio owner. Yeah, and big time. Ben Rama's just hanging around like a like a dead fart. Yeah, well, I, I use this as the final straw. So yeah. both Ben Rama and Antonio after this game went and I replaced mm. them both with players on the Sunday. Um, we'll come on to the players that um, I selected, but it's fair to say it paid off straight away. Yeah, fair play. I've got I've got to get rid of Ben Rama. Yeah, he, he was just winding me up, honestly. Um, jumping on then to obviously the game in which pretty much everybody would have captained Mo Salah. Uh, he got himself a goal and he got himself the shot here. So uh, it was Liverpool 4, Arsenal 0. Yeah, very comfortable performance for Liverpool. Um, Trent owners... Love and life, obviously two assists, clean sheet. You can't complain with that. Nope. Um, Salah got man of the match in this, didn't he? Yeah, which I found interesting. I mean, I was not complaining as a, a Salah. I was. <laughs> yeah, I bet, given you, you you went Ronaldo captain, didn't you? I did, yeah, in both yeah, teams. Yeah, but I, I was surprised. Like, I thought Trent, for instance, could have got it. Mane with a goal and an assist. But yeah, I think... Um, the, the pundits were very much singing Salah's praise, kind of his influence on the game. And, you know, he he's, he's a very influential player and he's, he's on such great form. But, yeah, he, he was a, a surprising man of the match for me. But I'll take that. It's an extra six points, albeit most of us, with some exceptions, were on him as captain <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, a bit of a painful one for me. Um, yeah, the defenders, obviously, the centre backs. Romping home with yeah. tier two passing, 95 passes for Van Dyke. Um, yeah, very strong performance from Liverpool. Yeah. I was as a Van Dyke owner, I was I was very happy with that return because there's been some frustrating weeks from Van Dyke where he hasn't even hit passing. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to see kind of him in back on form and talking about passing steers, I think it's only right we move on to the next game because six of Man City's players comfortably smashed it. It was Manchester City 3, Everton 0. Yeah, uh, three of them breaking the 100 club, yeah. Walker, Stokes and Rodri. Uh, fantastic goal from Rodri. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, just Thunderbolt. outrageous. Yeah. Um, Bernardo Silva keeps returning. Um, don't know why I've not looked at him more, to be honest. Um, I actually brought Foden into my like uh, weaker team. Yeah, it's frustrating but, for but, you. But, Perhaps Silver was the way to go. Yeah, well, I, um, I, I know we sung um, Rodri's praises um, a couple of weeks back, and I think we had a question from Martin, uh, our friend over at the Man On Pod, and I've seen in his team because he's kept it open um, that he brought him in, and yeah, I think he got I think it was a fourteen pointer for Rodri this week. So yeah, crack and return, lovely, and obviously that man Cancelo returning again, uh, just in such good form at the moment. You. You feel a lot of people captained him over Harry Kane, yeah, and I, I completely, un- completely understand why. And obviously, we'll come on to that being a good decision in the next game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Cancelo is one of the players that I brought in uh, this week, uh, particularly after his whole last week. Um, 
I, I did mention on that pod that, that the plan was to never go that week and it was always going to be Antonio to, to Cancelo this time round. But yeah, I was I was very glad to see 13 points that I didn't miss out on this time, double to 26 as captain. And yeah, turns out it was the, it was the right decision to go there over Harry Kane. Uh, on the Everton side, I guess the most owned player from Everton's perspective and potentially there to cover captaincies um, coming up is Damari Gray. And um, it sounds as though, I've, I don't think I've seen any official statement, but it sounds as though he's potentially out for at least six weeks with an, an, an abductor issue. Uh, went off in the 17th minute. So um, for those that are on him, you're probably going to have to be coming off. But it does make it easier to come off if he's injured because I felt effectively stuck on him. Um, obviously, we, we've spoken about it before. I'm, I'm reluctant to move players on before they play. Um, and Everton seem to consistently be playing on Sundays at the moment. This time round, it does mean that this weekend, I think there's some good opportunities to jump on other players from Gray particularly if you've already got coverage like myself in Ramsdale. Yeah, spin him off. It, it just makes sense. Yeah, about bloody time as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the final game of the weekend, um, a game in which, yeah, like you said, the debate there was, do you captain Kane or not to captain Kane? And looking at Dan uh, Cox's poll, I think quite a few people would have. And Kane's ownership shot up as well in the top 1K. I think he's up to 66% now. So um, a lot of people, I mean, I've been calling myself stupid for having him for the last four or five weeks. For some strange reason, people are still bringing the man in and uh, yeah, got nothing once again. But the returns are coming, James. Yeah, you keep <laughs> you keep saying. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand it myself. I've not got him in either Sky Team or FPL and it's, it's paying off good so that other people have got their money invested in him. Yeah. Um, However, the man that is a shrewd investment is Pierre Emmanuel. Emmanuel? Is that his name? Oh, was it Pierre Emile. Emile? That's it, yeah. Hoiberg. Um, yeah. What a man. Oh, yeah. What doesn't get man. any tears this game, but he doesn't need to because he scored. What a man. And uh, I say that, James, because you've been banging his drum ever since, <laughs> ever since the first overhaul. And I've been like, yeah, yeah, I know he's a good asset, but there's no way I can bring him in. Well... This weekend, you changed my mind, mate, because obviously uh, I messaged you to start with and I just said, like, I brought Cancelo in, that's it. And I kind of held back. And yeah, as this game popped up, to see that man score Hoiberg was the perfect opportunity to tell you that I brought him into both teams because Ben Rama, I binned him off. Hoiberg came in and straight away got me eight points. So I was very happy. Yeah, lovely stuff. Uh, you'll be seeing those returns oh, every so, game. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> now I can join in on the praise, you see. I, honestly, I felt defeated every time I see a return from Hoiberg and you're there just smiling on the end of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. And then obviously on the other side for uh, for Leeds there, uh, Rafinha missed out, heavily owned. I was quite thankful, given I'm one of the only people in the top 1K to, to basically not own him. Um but Cooper, once again, picking up Parson tier. So, uh, yeah, he's been incredibly consistent. And he was unfortunate not to pick up tackles. Uh, I think him, Stroik and Llorente all on three tackles. So, incredibly unlucky. Uh, Dallas obviously got himself tackled here there. And um, Kelvin Phillips had a very good game. Basically man-marking Harry Kane for much of it. But, yeah, got himself both passing tier and tackle tier. So, really good performance. Yeah, I think I think this team did quite well. Um, I didn't have too much hopes when I saw the team sheet before no, kickoff, but no. they actually 
did give a good account of themselves. Agreed, yeah. Right then, um, let's move on to how we got on this week before we jump on to our community questions. Yep, so Team 1 got 77 points, um, 26 of those from Cancelo, 12 from Salah, 10 from Ronaldo, 5 from Gallagher. Um, I think I can't t- I can't remember if that's fallen or risen. I think it may have fallen. Uh, it's 3K. And Team 2... My sky has timed out. Nope, no problem. I, I, I'll crack on while she reload there. Mate. Right, it, it's here. It's fine. Oh, uh, right. Team two got 102 points. Nice. Which is um, 11 from Saar, 13 from Alexander-Arnold, 14 from Rudiger, 26 from Cancelo, 8 for Hoiberg, um, Salah and Ronaldo returning. It's um, very happy with it. I took out DS for Cancelo. Thought it was a sideways move, but I thought it was worthwhile, and it definitely was. And that team's yeah. now up to one point two k, so I'm looking to crack the top one k. Like I said, mate, and honestly, you're sitting there with what thirty three transfers in that team. So to yeah. to be one point two k and thirty three transfers left, that's yeah, prime position. If you get your transfers right over the next four or five weeks during the um the busy Christmas period. And then reset and reassess overhaul. You could be in a fantastic position. I hope so. <laughs> there are a lot of people that are going to be listening to this jealous of the fact you've got thirty-three transfers. That's for sure. Right, moving on to um to my main team. Uh, finally, a good week. Um, got one hundred and three points. Largely factor down to the fact, obviously, brought in um both Cancelo and Hoiberg for Antonio and Ben Rama. Both both returned there, obviously twenty-six pointer as you've said, and Hoiberg. Lovely to see that eight pointer there. He's he's sitting there holding his badge. It's oh, I missed his face from last season. I really did. Um and then yeah, Rudiger, Van Dyke kind of dunk. They're sitting there picking up the points. Midfield has been a bit of a struggle, seeing that kind of orange flag on Damari Gray. I mean, it's not a nice injury, but it, it kind of makes me smile because it means that I can uh, <laughs> I can kind of get rid of him now, honestly. And there are plenty of options. Um, one particular option which might surprise you that I'm considering is Emerson Royale because he picked up tackle tier in the uh, the Spurs game. I think he's 7.9. I'd need to double check. But um, given I don't have a lot of flexibility if I do want to bring in Ronaldo later on, I think I can go up to about 8.2 million. And um, yeah, I was really impressed with the performance. Plus, I, g- I genuinely think with Conte at the helm, there could be a few clean sheets coming up for Spurs. So um, yeah, he's he's maybe a differential that I'm potentially looking at. And that is finally back into the top 1K. Um, jumped up to 863rd. So it's good to see there. And then in my B team, I think it was a slight red arrow down to 26 um that got 83 points so not too bad but um could have been better had sar for instance scored his penalty uh he sat there with seven points and he's just been stuck on my team the whole time but i gotta keep him so it is what it is yeah fair enough right then um we obviously put the tweet out earlier today given uh we were recording on the monday rather than the tuesday and um our sky listeners did not disappoint we've got a, a good few questions there james so First things first from FF Dempsey. Are Watford assets worth considering for the single versus Brentford and later on versus Norwich? If so, who will you be considering? It's a very good question. Um, It would be tempting to go for someone like King. However, King and Dennis both 
occupy that striker spot. Exactly. And kind of that's kind of earmarked by like Salah, Kane, Ronaldo. There's plenty of others you could put in there as well, Antonio. Yeah. Um it's tricky. Obviously, midfield, you could go for Saar. Yep. It's, um, it's, it's a reasonable option. It's an option. I mean, or go go for the YouTube star, Ben Foster, getting yeah. his assists. Well, I don't think he got the assist in this game. No, Scott. No, no, I don't think he did, which is incredibly uh, harsh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I think, for instance, Saar could be, could be a good shout there, James, because especially if you're, say, on Damari Gray, um, you, you could go across the Saar um and then hold him all the way through like you said and if you've not got brentford coverage he then covers two singles plus i think sar will probably continue to take over yes you will get the frustrating two pointers kind of week in week out but then suddenly he, he'll come up with you know a 10 pointer or a 15 pointer this game could have been even better had he not missed that penalty um it could have been a hole and it could have been similar to dennis for instance so i think sar because he's a midfielder would probably be the one I'd go for for Watford. Agreed. Right, jumping on to uh, FPL Glastow, and obviously it touches on the fact that Damari Gray is injured. So he says, Gray is injured, and it leaves me with 9.5 million to play with. I currently don't have any Everton or Arsenal coverage for that single game day. I need a replacement midfielder. Okay, well, if you're looking for coverage, obviously you could go for the likes of uh, Smith Rowe, Saka. Saka hasn't really been doing it recently. I, I think Smith Rowe uh, would be but, the one I'd go for. Yeah, Smith Rowe, if you're going for the coverage. If not, then there's obviously the greats of Hoiberg and so on. Yeah, well, yeah. I was going to say, if you're genuinely just looking for coverage for that game um, and you want to move, Smith Rowe, because he's also a downgrade. So you're you're not only not having to spend that nine and a half million, but you're saving another 0.3 to go from Gray to Smithrow. Um, and that 0.3 can make a big difference. Um, as I found out on my planning spreadsheet, like I, I would have ideally maybe moved back to Rafinha, for instance, from Gray being injured, even though I've said I wouldn't do it, but I can't afford it because I'd be 0.1 short from Ronaldo. So yeah, that kind of 0.3 could, could make a big difference to your planning, mate. So um, for the coverage, yeah, I'd be going Smithrow, Maybe a defender, but if you're adamant it has to be a midfielder, then um yeah, Smith Rowe for me. Right. Um looking at <laughs> just a just a, more of a statement from Tom Sky FF. It's I've Harry I've had Harry Kane from day one. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> got gotta ship him out. Yeah. <laughs> Although obviously the fixtures, it's it's a it's a tough one. You like prisoners. Yeah, honestly, Tom, I think you're probably with me. Like stick with him and I've seen to be fair, he's got a few comments in there. I think Dan Cox has even chipped in saying, you know, same here, at least kind of uh we can console ourselves in the fact that we took a, a conscious decision, yeah, previously, but more and more people are doing it and now the fact that he's sixty percent, sixty six percent in the top one down, six hundred and sixty managers in that top one K now own Harry Kane, so if he goes big, mate, James, and you're you're not on him, you, you could really suffer. <laughs> yeah, true. I was worried this week, but yeah, nothing to worry about. No, nah, not yet. Um, question from Luke Notley, nineteen ninety five. It's Luke NDN. I have some really good chats with Luke, particularly about the um, the F one format for fan team. But that's that's a different story. But um, his question is: How many transfers are you aiming to have by overhaul? I'm thinking twenty two to twenty five will be just fine. Um, I want to obviously. I spoke earlier. I want to get rid of them. Uh, <laughs> I want to yeah, use them. So yeah, don't, don't use know, like, them unwisely. 
I think I'll be happy with like 28. Yeah, I, I think you'll comfortably have 28 transfers. Yeah, or even 26. Like I think that would still be plenty, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you run anything above 25, I think you're doing very well. Um, if you're anything, say, around the 22 mark, I still think that'll probably be above average. So, um, yeah, it just depends on how much you want to hit the fixtures now or save them until after overhaul. Um, <laughs> a good question in from Glenn Roy. How many goals would Kanan and Burmo have to score on the day's captain to justify holding them? Liam Dorian has put a quite a funny GIF file there, just going 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it's tricky. Yeah, maybe two. Yeah, but... I was say, <laughs> that's why I was thinking. Ideally, I'd like to see at least a couple of goals from both of them, but... Uh, if if Mbomo, for instance, gets a goal, um, it may be shocked here in that game in which I'm holding him for for the captaincy. I'll be I'll be happy. Um, and last question then in from Mitch. It's Mitch underscore Greg fourteen. Do I wait for Antonio to start firing, or do I just swap him for James without a fixture game? I'm sick of blankety blank. Guess we're talking pretty strange here. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, not just like reacting to just, the Leeds report. To the Leeds report. No. <laughs> it's a tricky one. Um, like I've said, I'm not a huge fan of moving from a player before they've played. Um, if you're willing to take that risk, then sure, particularly given this weekend they play Man City. But you'd also want to be sure that Reese James is playing. Um, the last thing you'd want to do, obviously, is take Antonio out to find out that Reese James has been rested after maybe playing this week in the Champions League and Aspel Equators back at right wing back. So um, it, it's a risk. I'm not sure I'd be too happy doing it myself, but I can see the upside given the amount of points that James is just racking up week in, week out. Yeah, no, I, I can see the logic in the move, to be honest. Yeah, big time. Right then, um, I think that probably draws to an end our um, our Sky format of the podcast. And... As you guys all know, we have a sponsor this month, so fire away, James. Yep, this episode has been brought to you by Manscaped, who have just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower. You can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TSK20 at manscaped.com. So guys, imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimised trimmer that makes shaving time your favourite time in the bathroom. Manscaped, <laughs> Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredibly comfortable grooming experience, as we both know, James. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. So it's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence. Your balls will definitely thank you. So, yeah, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code TSK20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Nicely done there, James. So, um, as always, guys, thank you very much for listening. And thanks for your questions you know the fact that they they keep coming in week in week out really really makes a big difference to this podcast and uh yeah keeps us smiling so um i think that draws it to an end now james and as always it is a goodbye from me and goodbye from me
Cheers, guys.